Hello and welcome to I Spit on Your Grave presents Prime Scream Investigation. <laughs> you know, the, re the reason you're hearing the the beautiful laughing tones of Mercer there. Mercer, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Is we've had some technical difficulties with the first few drafts of the episode, so this feels like it's taken as long to get this far as it had to get Scream 5 released. I'm, I'm just ready to lose another 10 minutes of my life on an intro, but go ahead. Wow. I, I kid, it's not your fault. It's it's literally the nature of the beast. We we have a long introduction coming. We do. How, yourself. how are you? Are you well, though? Before uh, we go further. A bit, bit more drained now than I were 10 minutes ago, but yeah, it's fine, yeah. I'm going to... I've had a practice of doing the long version, so I can do the short version now for this. This is a public service announcement for this week's Prime Screen... Or Prime Screen, Prime Screen slash Prime Scene Investigation. We are covering not only Scream One to Four, but also Scream Five or Scream Five Um or Scream, whatever you want to call it. Which we have just come back from Cineworld and watched. We nearly didn't watch it because one of us booked tickets for Sunday. the the Sunday. We were putting this on the Saturday evening. We did. Yes, we went. We went VIP this time because everyone deserves a treat occasionally. Mm -hmm. We went, sat down, we ate, we went to our seats to find other people in and them. And somebody made us look like a fool as we stood there with our tickets, going, "No, we're in six, seven, eight. Oh, well, that's for Sunday, sir. Thank you, Chris. Never in charge of booking tickets again. <laughs> to be fair, they shouldn't have let us in in the first place. They they checked it. They waved us through and went, yes. We could have gone back tomorrow and got free food again. That's, well, not free food. We paid for it, but we could have got more food tomorrow as well. We we could have done, but we won't because we're honest like that. So before we get into Scream 5 and the Scream series as a whole, as I say, this is a public service announcement. This episode will contain heavy, heavy, heavy spoilers from the outset. So... If you do, we won't, there'll be no subtle little hints, no drops about themes or possibly returning characters or anything else like you see on Twitter and Facebook, etc. We will just go in and this episode will be a deep dive in the Screen 5 amongst the others. So there will be heavy, heavy spoilers. This is a shorter version of this announcement. You don't want to listen to the one that we just did that didn't record before this. But before we go any further, as I say, if you don't want to spoil, go watch Scream, come back, listen to the podcast. If you're going to count, carry on listening after I count down from five to one, then we will be starting the episode proper and spoilers from there. And so if you listen and it's spoiled, you've only yourself to blame. But in five, five, four. four. Three, Three, two, two one. one. Now entering the spoiler zone. Run into the spoiler zone. Exactly. Before we talk Scream 5, because... We've got a lot of befores going we have on a lot of, We have a lot of befores. But before we talk Scream 5, because people may just turn off as soon as they know our opinion on it, 
We should talk about the Scream franchise as a whole. Yes, we should. We should. So, I know, Faye, you want to talk about where, where we all watched it. How do we get into it, guys? <laughs> Mercer, how did you get into Scream? Well, I did illegally see Scream at the cinema, underage. Um, I went with my dad, who bought the tickets. I was super excited for Scream because back in the day when you had to rely on Empire and Total Film, um, there was like quite a big publicity um, push behind it. Like lots of um, articles and um, I'm a Drew Barrymore fan, always have been, always will be. And when I saw Drew was going to be in a horror movie, I was insistent that I got to see this at the cinema live and then devastated at the actual um, impact of what happens to Drew. <laughs> but, yes, I, I, I saw it back in back in the day at the cinema with my papa. Uh, I didn't. I was at home and I rented it from Telly West Broadband. You young people probably don't know what Telly West Broadband is. This was like old school renting. It's basically Prime. It's like, it's like Prime, but the shitter... It was really, really shit. But Scream was on there and I watched Scream by myself of an evening and fell in love with it and it just compared every slasher to it since. There you go. For me, I didn't go see it at the cinema. I'm not a breaking the law like Mercer. I'm not a uh, yeah, I'm not the tearaway that he is. And I saw it, my best friend Stu bought it on VHS, the all white VHS copy for Scream. And I saw that, so I think we got all all the bases covered. Cinema VHS <laughs> release on on demand. Yeah. But no, it, uh, we were talking about this just now, uh, coming back from City World. In you know, Scream did quite a bold thing by killing Drew off so early because she was all over the posters. She was, you know, like Paul. You know, the reason you want to see it, she's part of the publicity. So to have her killed off in like the first five minutes is weren't seen at the time, was not heard of, apart from Psycho. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not something new. It's, it's not something new, but it's not something that was but, essentially being yeah. done all the time in the 90s. It was, oh, unless, I, I've not seen every film in the world, it might have been, but for me, from what I know, it wasn't. No, I, I think that opening and then actually just the meta kind of vibe behind Scream is why everyone says it reinvented yeah. the slasher, because... It did, right? And yeah. I, I do think as well, um, Drew's death is probably one of my favourites out of the entire franchise because it's so cruel, the way in which it's done, just to, like, drag... I mean, not to not only, you know... Sh I mean, it, in a way, it's, you kind of play along with it because you know that you're going to be answering these questions along with her. So you're kind of like, oh, I could do this. And then when she's getting a body dragged across the field and hung up and spleen everywhere, it's... I'm thinking I could I can do that. Not they'd have to have a good job they're two killers in the first one. They wouldn't be able to one of them wouldn't be able to drag me across the field down me from the tree on their own. I can't believe there's eighty seven killers in the first film. I, I, I do doubt the logistics of some of it, um yeah, in terms of weight and how much you can haul around. I think with Drew's death though, as you saying, it's it's one of the best ones. It it sums up one of the things as well with the ghost face ghost face killer or just ghost face from here in. But he relies, or they rely, on a lot of luck at the time because, let's face it, they get beaten shitless a lot of the time. A lot of the time they kill them through persistence. And if Drew's parents had looked the other way when they got to that flower bed, mm. they would have seen them 
seeing her there being killed. Well, I mean, and it's a theme that runs through how look how close they are to actually not pulling off what they do. But that's true of any killer. They do have to rely on a you know a lot of luck. Like um, I think it was Ted Bundy was in the middle of killing someone when these hikers stood on his body, like they felt something squish up, they actually stood on the body and then went another way. But it was him, like, if, if they'd if they caught him, or if they'd have seen it with him, he'd have been brought to trial a lot. Yeah. What I'm saying is a lot of killers, they do, obviously they rely on luck because you don't know how a situation's going to go down. If some, if the fact that obviously without not being Jason or Michael, that he is just, or they, I'm going to stop saying he, because we do have female killers yeah. in the franchise. But in the first one, it's male yeah. killers. But they are they are do rely they are human and things can go wrong and they do rely on these little pieces yes. of luck and which just makes them I know you said far more relatable. That's completely <laughs> the wrong word. That's completely the wrong word. I can't even, the amount of times I try to kill someone and they smack me in the face with a phone. Also, like I know they pick up on it in screen two with Derek um, in terms of where he gets slashed and whatnot and you know that might be him being the, the suspect kind of thing but did you get the shit beat out of them why are they not walking around with more bruises on them or mm. more injuries it's like they're not superhuman it's like i still you appear to have your nose broken and <laughs> and, miss, and missing five of your fingernails and they, they get the fit they get the face smacked in with the door um, they get kicked across rooms. They get thrown everywhere. They fall from places. I get a fucking bruise, and I don't know where it's come from. I don't even hit myself. If I actually hit myself, I'd have a proper. Do you remember that time I fell on my bum on holiday and I had that bruise on my near my coccyx for like months? That black bruise. That way, never going away. They're never damaged. It's just unrealistic. They don't wear flip flops. Get out of the hot tub, though. I like stacking it. Maybe, um, maybe they wear padding underneath the outfit. Uh, uh. <laughs> maybe because, like, you know, them like it's only a kit, like yeah. a cloak. Yeah. But when they're running, it like can't reveal their actual body shape. Otherwise, we'd know like whether it's male, female, whatever. So yeah. maybe, maybe they pad themselves. We're looking for a killer weighs about eight hundred pounds. But no, it is true. Um, it's something I think about with every franchise. Like I just sometimes think, like after like the beating you've just taken, you are not getting up. No. Like Sydney Prescott or then like or any of them, any of these characters, you're just like how the fuck are mm. you moving? But then again, your body does do weird things when you're um, it's pumping with adrenaline, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess. But you would still bruise. Yeah, still bruise, and um. One of the best things about the first one as well is the friend group. I know I'm moving on, but like the, the friend dynamic in the first one is the best one for me. I think you do relate to them as a group of friends as opposed to in some of the others where it's a bit forced together. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you see more you see more interaction between them, don't you? I think that's the, that's the thing that just builds it because obviously yeah. you see them at the school when they're discussing the first killing. We have the video... Still a scene with them as well, mm. and then I'll see the part multiple by parties as well. So there's it's easy to build a it's easy to build a friend group if you give them enough time yeah. on screen to go. And I think most of the casts they're so instantly likable mm. as well. I mean, tell me Randy or Stu, 
aren't just likable. You wouldn't They're if you fun. were at school with them. Yeah, say you wouldn't want to be. You wouldn't be loved to hang out with the, mm. hang out with that friend yeah. group. Yeah, I, I think that they br- they bring a lot of fun to it, uh, which starts to disappear throughout the rest of the films. We start to get a bit of of a more serious message, and I understand how it needs to move in that way. And you know that will lead us on to screen five, screen five them. Um, but with the first one, it was just this kind of fun element of yes, it's a slasher flick, and yes, there's a murderer out there. But look how much fun we're having doing it. And you feel not fun watching it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, you get filled with joy watching all these young people get brutally butchered. Um, I enjoy the whole relationship building throughout the first one and and the fact that they give like most of the characters, so like Dewey, Courtney, uh, Gail, even the cameraman, mm. um, like they, they allow us to get like, I don't know, feel like there's a bond or a relationship between yeah. them. Um, and I do think that kind of does disappear, but then come back and then maybe disappear again uh, as the franchise <laughs> goes on. No, but it does, like... Yeah, um, I get you. I but get I guess you. for the first one as well, I think what we need to bear in mind is actually each film retrospectively looks back at the first, as in the characters are all aware of what happened within mm. the first film. So, like, sometimes, like, I was saying, like, like accusations about my friend might be the killer. Um, like, you don't get as much of that in Scream 1. We have a little bit of it where they think it's Billy, but they don't all start... They have that little funny bit where they're going, it might be you, it might be you, it might be you, but mm. then ultimately they're still like, but we're all friends and we just want to, like, make sure we're all together to be safe. Yeah. Um... So yeah, yeah. But then anyway, anyway, scream, scream. I think, as we said, it did redefine the slasher genre, and it's a fucking epic film, just within itself. Yeah. And as much as I do like the franchise, um, it's it is one of them few where, like, I think the. That scream is it's just such a strong film that even if there was no franchise, even if there was like nothing else like scream i think would still be like at the forefront of like everyone's mind when it comes to horror i think sometimes franchises keep reminding people that something exists whereas we don't need reminding that scream exists i see i see the scream franchise in the same way that i see the final destination franchise and so for me there are no bad screams there are screams that i dislike more than others but i've also come around to them as the years have gone on, I don't believe there's a bad screen film. No, I, I I agree. I there was there was one of them that I disliked immensely when I first watched it, but I, I revisited it. That's changed, the thing. It was a changed ne- my opinion. We know it's going to be screen four. It was for me too. And there's a knee jerk reaction with screen four because it was. Uh, we'll get around to it, but yeah. Going back, I don't think screen four is as bad as I first made it out to be. No. I admit I was wrong. So, sc- Scream, the original, we end up with Billy and Stu mm-hmm. being the killers, obviously, because Billy's mum has abandoned him. So, it's mummy abandonment issues. Yes. Well. Well, that's what uh, we... That's what we that's what that's we're that's what, to believe. That's what we believe. I'm going to try to keep it linear. as linear as I can as we go through the first four. But, yeah, at this point, that is what we believe. Any other quick thoughts on... Scream. I know we're going through it at a pace, but 
we could spend an entire episode on each of these. And to be fair, if you do want to go back and listen to Scream and Scream 2, Scream was in our best slash episode and Scream 2 is in our best sequels episode. So if you want a longer listen to them, you can always go back and check them out. I will say in terms of an end reveal for your killers, again, Scream brings the most fun to it because, I mean, let's face it, Matthew Lillard brings it. In the final scene, he brings the fucking comedy to that role. That's he's so funny in it, and I love him as a character. He's just brilliant. Like even even though he, he seems to be only following orders from Billy, we all know that Billy's like the, the one. Brains. The well, <laughs> you can have much of that, but yeah, um, he, he just is he, so good in it, and it has sparked like sordid, where I just want a Doctor Gordon back every single new film that came out I'm like please bring him back I want a I want a stew back because he was just brilliant but alas it was not meant to be alas well it might have been who knows it wasn't meant to be I am (laughs) I do enjoy as well the just from the first one it's again like we said it redefined the slash but I also think it redefined like the Scream Queen, mm-hmm. as in, you know, Scream Queens were always like the, the woman who survived, but quite often in horror, they survive because they're rescued or because something, yeah, like yeah. quite often they're rescued by a man or somebody else saves them. Whereas this Sydney Prescott kicks ass and Courtney Cox is the one who actually comes to her aid, not like not the typical male that we'd expect with you. It's it's on brand so. Wes Craven, like he does with Nancy. Nancy saves herself. Yeah. Nancy sets the traps herself. So, and I like that. I like that she's she ain't relying on no man. She's not. They're not relying on man. They're not relying on any fucking police work or investigative work either. It's just to say, for for films that rely on finding working out who the killer is. And in the later films where they say time and time again how they identify. At no point do they any of the characters manage to figure out who the killer is before no, they, they reveal themselves. No, they don't. Courtney Cox, sorry, Gail Weathers all the time is bleating on, going, uh, I wrote the book on this. I helped catch the Woodsboro killer. You fucking didn't, Gail. You were literally stunned when it came to Scream 3 and you found out it was Roman. It was Roman? Yeah, you didn't know that, did you, Gail? Because you didn't help fucking solve it. You literally led her to a house. That's all you did, bitch. I love Gail Weathers, but she needs to shut up about her fucking detective skills because she ain't all that. We get ahead of ourselves as well with, with number three. Mm. Can we have Scream 1.5 or Scream 2, if you want to call Scream it that? that? Yeah, my apologies. Uh, moving on to Scream 2. 1.5. Scream 1.5. Um, again, iconic cast right from the start. Bloody Timothy Oliphant. Jerry O'Connell. Can't remember other, many other many other people were scheduled to Courtney Cox, Ned Campbell, what's name? Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf, thank you very much, Laurie Metcalf. Sarah you know, Josh, Geller, Joshua Sarah Jackson, Josh Judge, Joshua Jackson. Yes, he is also in there. Yeah, we've got a great cast. Oh my god, um, f- um, Patricia, Portia de Rossi. Yeah, and oh, Rebecca, Rebecca Yeah. And all a who's who of oh, genre yeah. cinema. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Lillard. And Matthew Lillard, yes. Secretly. In the background. I don't... Why have that cameo? Said that Faye for years and years. 
I know quite often the second in a franchise can tends to be the weakest because it's got a lot more to live up to um, normally. But I I really enjoy um, Jada Pinkett's fifty year old high school <laughs> student, yeah. uh, university student getting killed in a cinema. She's, she's a Every time I see that opening, now it just reminds me of Scary Movie. Yes, oh. which is a pro- which is a problem. You should you shouldn't see an opening of a film and. Then I then I think, oh, Scary Movie did that so much better. <laughs> I, yes. Every time I see it, the first thing that comes into my head is Shaka Spear in Love. Shaka Spear in Love? Uh, yeah. So like, oh, no, I got no. you. I got you. You, you want candy, candy camera. camera now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's yeah. so good. She's so good. Yeah. Um, I learned the other day that apparently when he moves into the store to listen to what's being said, it's um the, the same... Speech from Black Christmas. Is it the same speech? Apparently. Just well, no, it's apparently like, what he says on the phone in Black Christmas is what's okay. being said in the okay. I didn't know it was the same. I did get um, I did get Black Christmas vibes I, I, I don't, from it. I thought I thought you said something like, help them, mommy, or something, which made me think, oh, then maybe it's Laurie Metcalf that did the stabbing, because that would make sense, because they've given you the clue straight away, mom. It's a mom. So but, it's one of those things that you think of and go, well, clearly it's... Clearly it's him, because it made far more sense to have the man walk in there and get changed. True, get changed. true, but then there, all ah, rules are off. I don't think, um, you know, gender-assigned toilets are going to be top priority. Also, the, the, most of the people in that have oh, got are a already dressed up anyway. Yeah. Um, but I did like that. I'd hate to actually be at the cinema watching that film. Right, so... That audience, they're like, fucking fuming. There has been debate on Twitter about this, uh, because... I can't I think it was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. People went to see and American audiences were going nuts over it and screeching and whooping. And I think sometimes that's a nice atmosphere right. to have. <laughs> no. Right. Okay, we're gonna fucking stop this oh, right stop this right here. Here we go. <laughs> you can you can re- you can react for you can react for a moment. Say the portal scene in Endgame. If you cheer and it's like five five, ten seconds of people cheering. That's fine because it's an iconic moment, and I get there's an outpouring of emotion at that time. If you're still five minutes long fucking cheering as he punches someone in the face and go mental, fuck up, just fuck up. All right. I um I think there's a a time and a place for it. I I think in a regular cinema, um, we should be more respectful of everybody else in there. Whereas if in a festival environment where, you know, there's a different kind of feel because everyone's, you know, I, I, I think it's different, then yes, whoop, cheer, have fun. Um, but like, you know, I think in a, in a regular cinema environment, let's just have a little bit of respect for people fear. I've been to see two films in America and neither of them were like that. In fact, one of them, Cry Wolf. Only people in the cinema, <laughs> nobody else. Um, so it's, it doesn't appear that it's, it's constantly like that. I think it's a more modern modern phenomenon, though. Isn't it? Mm. I'm sorry, if I'm paying 15 quid away, I'm going to go see a film. 
the audience shouldn't be the audience should be the thing that I hear or can register absolutely last after anything else. Would that come down to you choosing a time though? And I only ask this because we have purposely avoided Friday night films before so that we're not stuck with people yeah. who talk and act like but dicks. That's the thing, we 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 choose outside those times so we don't have problem, but you shouldn't have to put it with that full stop. No, I understand you shouldn't, but there are times when it's it's, it's likely to happen. Yeah, but that that still doesn't mean it's something that should be happening, which is the question here. It's like whether it's okay for people. No, it's not okay for people to be able to that. No. no. So we get Jada Pinkett Smith get killed in the first film. <laughs> I'm just moving it on there, guys, uh, after this debate about uh, cinema. And then we get um, to the reveal that Sydney's back. Yes. Well, um, Sydney's in college. She's in college, but she's back. Uh, and that's quite nice to have her return in. And, and Randy all... is as well, yeah. with the worst English accent Randy. ever. Yeah, and then we, you know, Courtney and Dewey, Gail and Dewey yeah. are back. And it's pretty cool that we've got these cast back. And it also makes you go, yes, one of these bastards is going to die this time. <laughs> are they? Are they? No. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Well, he's Randy. Randy dies. Oh, Randy, yeah. yeah. The big, one of the, one of the stars I of the... I you were talking about Gail and Julian Jamie, Sydney. Jamie Kennedy, a massive... I just explained who I was talking about. I know, so Jamie, massive MTV star, Jamie Kennedy. I like Jamie Kennedy. But it's quite cool, and his death's also quite fun, because... You don't see him die, though. You see him covered no. in wood, but you don't actually see him die. I think the fact they, I think the fact they open the panel door and find him means they'd probably check to make sure he was dead. I understand that. It's it's just that normally you see characters' deaths on screen, and you didn't see his death on screen. Maybe they saw were the aftermath. It could be that you know they didn't. I genuinely believe sometimes with these things because I think I know that they definitely did it with Scream Three, um, but I do think that they have different. They write different versions, okay. so they could have. You know, maybe maybe they don't always show you someone dying because. They might later on decide actually we'll have that person mm-hmm. as a killer, yeah, or we'll bring that person back depending on like fan reaction. So like that's the thing you don't know you don't know how I did with the test screeners either. They may have shown it could have been, or it could have been cut. You don't know what they did. It could have been brutal. And the sentences went. No, you have to cut. You have yeah. to cut. Have you honest it? Eighteen or whatever the certificate is Fair picked enough. up yeah. rather than a X or whatever it is in the US. Or it could have been test audiences. Just Randy was that love. A brutal slaying of him, slaying of him. They went no, and they went right. We have to cut. We have to change that. Cut. There's a um, there's a TikTok that says what um, what film caused you to have unrealistic romantic expectations, and I think Scream Two for me. No one has ever stood on a table and serenaded me with "I think I love you," especially not Jerry O'Connell. So also, I, I I'm not being funny, right? But I don't really think that's the best choice of song. I, I think, think I, love you. I love you. It really can't. Like, I'm not even that committed to say it. If Jerry O'Connell is singing at you, mm. he could be singing "Smack My Bitch Up" and I'd still be all right with it. It's still a. He could be singing anything. He's fucking out of here. He's awful. <laughs> it's got the worst. <laughs> it's got the worst voice. Oh, Jerry. He's out of breath as well. He's got no idea how. He's, like, jump, he's like a forty-year-old jumping around the table. He's got, he's got no idea how to actually control his breathing when he's singing. So he gets to the end of the line. Looks like he's about to kill. Any point. I'm, I'm sure they're trying to convey the fact he's not no, a drama student. No, they, yeah. I don't believe yeah. they. I don't. I believe. I believe a lot of stuff is deep in what they're trying to do. I don't believe at any point they sat there and worked with him and went, "Right, we really need to get across the fact that you're not a drama student." 
I think uh, Scream 2 as well, it also cements just how much Cotton Weary is a dope. Because <laughs> he's, he's pretty stupid, right, as a character. I think Cotton Weary is yeah. quite stupid as a character. He's, he's, he's hard done by. I feel for it Cotton. Is, he is hard done by, but he's stupid at the same time. And if he weren't so stupid, he wouldn't have allowed himself to go to prison for a crime he did not commit in the first place. That's <laughs> on him. That's on him. And because the judicial system... Is um, you know, he's been control of that. Still on him. It's not on him. It's still on him. No, I know it isn't. I'm joking. But I'm he is. Joking. He is stupid. The way like he corners Sydney and yeah, stuff in the like, film. You know, if, like... if if you've been let out, if you've been in prison, then you've been let out. But you have been accused of something. It's still going to stick a bit in it. So you know, choose your times carefully on when you're going to approach someone. Yeah, when there's a killer running around and Sydney's being threatened, cornering her. Is probably not the not the ideal time to do no. be doing that. No, it is not. But in the same breath, I feel for him because he's been his life. His life was ruined. And, and he, you know, it, it it comes up good at the end when he saves the day, essentially, and he does save the day. So always forgiven by that point. We're not going to be talking about Scream Two and not mention one of the most tensest scenes in cinematic history in the car. When the car crashes and Sydney has to get through the front and over the killer, are you for real? I know it is. It is a good scene. It's alright. It's a fucking amazing scene. We're also not going to not mention Randy getting the quote from Aliens wrong. He does. Gets it wrong. So Sydney's escaped, and then we've got the ending where he, um, Derek, bless him, is all strung up like Jesus, and. I just want to say, before we get to the ending, right, because I do love Scream, and I do love, like, the franchise, kind of, and I do love Scream too. but I fuck it, and we said, go back, I'm just going to remind everyone, we said this in the um, sequel, best sequel episode, sequel slash uh, uh, part of a franchise um, episode. Whatever episode. Whatever episode it is, uh, go back, find it, um, to hear me go on more about it, but I fucking hate the rehearsal for the play that she's in, where she's, like, running around and these screen mask is that nobody else fucking notices. <laughs> and she's not even following... Like, somehow she manages to stay within her blocking because nobody notices that she's, like, running around scared and not... Within, no, like, no she's straight into her, yeah. On, on stage. Gets me so mad, that scene. Do you think it might be the start of building it up to Scream Free where they try to make out, like, Sydney's losing her marbles? And that maybe she, it is just her seeing it. Maybe there wasn't anybody uh, there. No. No, I, I think it was not <laughs> a stupid choice. Well, let's throw that out. We gave it, gave it due, due process. We considered it. No, no, you're, no, you're wrong. I, I think the way she reacts afterwards, I'm sure the fact that it's, there's not a huge amount of set pieces with him and just her at that point. So I think it's supposed to be creepy and it's supposed to be him or them. So, yeah, that's fine. But as I say, we get to the end where we find out it Poor is... Poor Derek dies. Poor Derek dies. And we find out that it is Billy's mother and... Mrs. Loomis. Mrs. Loomis. And it is Timothy Oliphant, whose name completely escapes me at this point in time. Uh, Billy. Not Billy. Not Billy. Mikey. Mickey. 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 There you go. Mickey. Um... All right, yeah, that that's just made something else apparent from Screen Five, Screen Five M. Sorry, brought it to the forefront. Yeah, um, Laurie Metcalf is amazing mm-hmm. as a killer. She's great. She's the whole, hinged. She's great the whole way through as a journalist, following 
Gail around. Yes, she is. Bless her. But no, she's absolutely unhinged. And I like the fact that she just offs Mickey so she can take this glory herself. Not glory. It's revenge for her. And she just wants to get away with it. Which is more than can be said for any of the any other killer. Yeah, she's... I don't know. Maybe Roman. Billy's but... got kind, Billy's got kind of a... Like, yeah, but they want to get away with it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. She just literally wants to... They want to be famous. They want to have an alibi in a court case, as did Mickey. He wanted that. Jill wants that in four. Like, she just wants to walk away, and that's it. She's done. She's done her job. Fair enough. So, that leads us into three. Quick recap of three is that it's obviously all happening all over again, and this time they end up finding out that Sydney's mom uh, used to be an actress, and she was um, raped in a private screening room by this director, and she gave birth to an illegitimate child. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is she gave up. Which well, is... she gave up. She gave up a child. And that child has now come back and wanting the life that Sydney had um, because he wasn't welcomed with open arms and, again, the mummy issues. So, you know... There's Kevin, Kevin Williams. He writes, a lot, he writes a lot about mummy issues. Yeah. Um, and Mitch was saying the other day um, that this was quite a... I mean, it could be classed as controversial now, knowing what we know about the Weinstein Company, and given that... I know you said they might not have had any visibility of it, but the Weinstein Company obviously put out Scream 3, and the whole commentary on Scream 3 is about the movie industry just abusing actresses and fucking them up, basically. Um, so, yeah, I think it's quite controversial to look back on now. Yeah, I mean, is that... The point I was making is, I imagine Miramax, and um, they have a lot of a lot of irons in the fire. And I imagine if someone goes, "Oh yeah, it's another franchise to the screen, tr- the screen films," they probably greenlight it without actually having a lot of look yeah, into maybe, it, to see yeah, what yeah. what they're actually covering and what they're doing. Mm. I imagine they went, "Oh yeah, they Scream Two made this much, one made Scream Three, and they went, there's a check, go and go and make it yeah. without paying." as much attention to what they're actually going to cover. Because I imagine it would have had a lot of changes if... Uh... Yeah. I know I know you too, uh, especially you, Mercer. Maybe not you, but I know Mercer doesn't like Scream 3. I, I love Scream 3. I love, I love Scream, Scream 3. 3. I think it's so funny. And it, it's just, it feels like the one in the franchise that doesn't take itself too seriously. That's the problem it's with it. It's not a problem. The fact that the balance of... Comedy to horror is completely tipped on the comedic scale. None of the like, let's be honest, none of the characters really have any place in the real world. They're all caricatures of what we would expect, like these weird actresses and actors to be. Like you know, the Jenny McCarthy, Jenny McCarthy, Jenny McCarthy is like the dizzy blonde. And she plays a dizzy blonde. She's got no substance, really. Parker Pose is like... Is it Parker Pose? Parker Pose. Oh, is, is incredible in the film. I'll give you that. She's incredible. She's so funny. But she plays a spoiled brat. And the... But not just... The, she, but she's no a real... character that you love. Like, she's the type of character that you would normally yes, love. Yes, but she's an unrealistic spoiled brat in the real world. So she's a, she's like a spoiled brat in, like, a kid's film... 
where they're over the top. Then you've got like what's her face? Uh, I can't even remember her name because she's so bloody bland Emily in this film. Yeah, Emily Mortimer, so bland in this film until she becomes the bitch. Um, where she's like, for that 30 you. seconds, yeah, and then gets butchered. Yeah. Uh, but her, her entire character is just this like bland girl next door, and none of them are believable in any sense whatsoever. Even like, oh, just none of them are believable. <laughs> none of them. And it just feels like, they, they, in fact, do you know what they feel like? I'm going to say this. They feel like maybe they should have been cast in Scary Movie 5 and they should have been the leads in Scary Movie 5 where they were making a Scream ripoff because that's what it feels like. It's good though, isn't it? It's still good. <laughs> the deaths are boring. The deaths are so fucking boring. It's so... It's the last like... They're like one no. second long. No one gives a shit when anyone dies. I don't care that Jenny McCarthy gets her head smashed through a door and stabbed it back. whoop de fucking do The scene, the scene with the script being sent through. And, and the then the first time shows the gas. Brewing death. So, but also... The, no, 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 wait, you no, wait. Then, no, excuse you me, wait. excuse me, guys, guys. Somebody has to edit this. Can we not? Can we not? Sorry, mother fears. One at a time. I was just going to say, talk about Jenny McCarthy. The scene with Roman, when he's there with his statue, that Jenny McCarthy is broken. Tell me this isn't a message. Tell me this isn't a sign. Well, you know it's not, because he's the killer. I know, but it's still funny. No, do you know what else that it gets me a bit mad is they also do like the big budget and stuff with like that massive explosion for the house. And I'm just like, why do we need that? This is a scary... No, not a scary movie. What's it called again? This is a scream film. Why do I need a massive... Because it's Hollywood, baby! You don't like the fact they've done something different. I don't need it. No, it's not that they've done something different. It's that they've done something shit. That's what I don't like. I like the -the over-the-topness. I like the comedy aspects of it. I like the fact that it's not just another retread of Scream as Scream 2 is. I like the fact it's different and... I will have nothing bad said against Screen 3. I agree with you. Well, I'm going to say bad things against it. <laughs> because you can't stop me. Because I'm in live person. It's and right. you don't have the ability to mute me. Unless you put your hand over my mouth. Which I know you He didn't really put his hand over my mouth. But that would have been funny. The good, um, the good thing about Screen 3 in the end is a set piece of it all. That you've got this massive mansion to move around rather than just a few rooms. And taking you on like corridors and secret rooms and stuff like that. I think I think that spreads the uh, spreads the potential. Yes, Mercer. I'm gonna say there's a really cool scene that I do like, which is again Pop Poser, because I do think she's really good. It's when she's behind the mirrors and mm-hmm. she's banging yes. on the mirrors. Um and then he starts shooting and then she just comes through dead. I think that's quite cool. I think it might have been better if you'd have actually shot off um and the stab guy didn't get to the stab guy. The stab guy, Roman. It's, it's, it's similar to the one they do in two, isn't it? With the sound, with the video editing. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. Where they go and obviously Dewey's behind the soundproof, yeah. the soundproof glass. They do the same kind of the same thing yeah. there. Oh, but you know they're not retreading all ground in this film, Chris. Even though you've just contradicted yourself, <sighs> they make there. it better because um, they've got guns in mirrors exploding in the new one. But it? there are things that do do my editing in it. The whole Carrie Fisher scene where they're like, um, are you? And she's like, no, I just look like her. I'm like, oh, shut up. This is ridiculous. It's a joke. It's fine. It's, 
It's not a comedy. Oh There's God. nothing wrong with that. Oh my it. God, that's like right. doing fucking Sophie's Choice and a uh, jizzing in it. You'll be messing when it's like, yeah. You'll be moaning the Jay and, yeah. Jay and Silent Bob show up yeah, next. That never, you do not, you do not even know. Like, I rewatched this the other day. You do not even know how loud I fucking groaned when they turned up. I was like, this is ridiculous. Oh, man, I, I don't need a celebrity. Like, we get celebrity cameos, but they make sense in the other films because they're not the characters that they are. It's like Linda Blair pops up as a, a news reader or whatever the people are called that do news, journalist people. <laughs> she pops up as one of them. But these pop up as Jay and Silent Bob, the characters Jay and Silent Bob. And that, to me, doesn't make any sense. Um, oh, God, it's so frustrating. And do you know what else gets me mad? I'm like... We've got Courtney Cox and David Arquette tied up. Just fucking kill him. Why faff around? Oh, God, no. Like, you could have still got Sydney there. If you're going to start pulling that particular thread, we're going to have an issue with what any, every single one of the Scream films. Yeah, we are. Um, the, the one thing I will say about Scream 3 that I do not like is the very final shot. I mean, I, I love the scene with Roman where she's fighting with him and it's all like brotherly love. And it's a shame because... Roman is, is, you know, he's a product of his circumstance, essentially. He's being rejected. Yes, Mercer. Roman is currently directing a film from a very successful franchise in Hollywood. His life is not bad enough for him to decide that he has to kill the sister that he never met. He's successful already on his own merits. He's got awards for the work that he's done. He's not doing he's this. Got... He's not doing this to be successful. He's doing this because he was abandoned by his mother, and he doesn't like the fact that Sydney got the life he didn't get to live. That's why the he's doing life. it. The Hang family life. Sorry. The life he didn't get to live. The life the that Sydney got. Being butchered, being having all the friends killed around her, and being stalked and potentially murdered, for, uh, like two years oh, in a row. Be fair, we, we get it. You don't like Scream Three. And let's face we it, we find it. out there's more people jealous of that. So there's that's not. Yes, it's not him alone in that. So you're saying the last shot. You the last mean. shot where she goes back into the house and she says, "He goes, we're going to watch a movie." And she's like, oh, what movie? Oh, you'll have to come in, right? Just tell her for a start. Just tell her what kind of movie it's going to be. And then she just leaves the door wide open. Because she feels safe now. I understand that. But you don't still need to leave your also, door wide open. how bad was the line that he delivered when he's like, Sydney, there you are. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shut up, Patrick Dempsey. I think that's who it is. <laughs> shut up. You've done my head in throughout this entire film. Mm. What I did like was that nice, sweet, tender moment where uh, Roman's dying and she he puts his hand out mm. and she holds his hand like yeah. like a sister would yes hold the guy who's just killed <laughs> all the i thought we were gonna have a little bit of a turnaround oh, there, no, but no. he uh he played me like a balalaika although to be fair none of her friends got killed in this one so i don't think she's that bothered is she no she's mm. a... she doesn't even know anyone in this one and like as we were saying before <laughs> normally people are told they're going to be perfectly fine when an entire friend group's been butchered and their life's been ruined mm. but Think what I did like. I'm sure it's in this one when she comes into her room, when she comes into the that um, house that she's living at, that barn. Yeah. She's got like a poster in the background from the play in Scream Two. Oh, is she? Yeah, Very like nice, on, the, on the fridge or something. And then a dead mother comes tapping at a window, which makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> I'd love to have a poster up at that time as a constant reminder of that time I nearly died. <laughs> 
That'd be fun. <laughs> it's like to go to the bedroom, pictures of Billy all over, <laughs> all over also, the world. For a player that I don't think she ever actually performed. Mm. Well, we don't know what happened after. Do we? We don't no. So, moving on. Screen four. I was unnecessarily way harsh tie with screen four. When, when I first came out of the cinema after watching this, I could have kicked a puppy across in front of a train. We were not happy, were we? Whoa, 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 whoa. I will not have a bad thing said about Scream 4. Uh, actually, no, I, I agree. When I watched Scream 4, I came out with a... What the, what fuck? the fuck? Yeah. However, I rewatched it the other day in preparation for Scream I've watched it twice it's in the first, last month. It's the first time I've rewatched it since it came out, which is, what, 2008 or I said twice in the last month. I have watched this twice in the last seven days or something like that. Um, no, sorry, I, over seven days I watched it. It was my first film. It was my first film of 2022. Was it 2011, sorry. 2011, yeah. yeah. 2011, right. I, can, I lost all track when it came out then. Yeah, it was the first time I'd rewatched it since I saw it in the cinema in 2011. Yeah, um, again, the, the thing with Scream 4 is, from the first time I watched it, I wouldn't say there was anything necessarily wrong throughout, but the ending was just one of those times where you go, well, what was the point in that? Or how would that fly in the real world at all? It's like, what what family member is jealous of someone who fucking gets attacked on a bi-monthly basis? Roman? Yeah, Roman. <laughs> Seriously. See, for me, when I watched it the first time, I remember the scene in a hospital going on far, yes. far yeah. longer than it does, and it being more, even more ridiculous. And that, when you actually go back to it, you go, "No, actually, it's not. It's it, it's not as stupid I, as you as I thought when I first watched it." I think that's because with the other screen films, you get to the end and you get the killer revealed. Then you have the the fight scene, and then that's it. It's done. Whereas this, you have the fight scene, but then you have Jill going on to hurt herself, and then it goes to the yeah. hospital. Yeah. So it carries on far longer After. at the end than it usually yeah. would. I think yeah. um, for me, I've rewatched it obviously, um, and I do pr- so much more prefer it this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like I rewatched Scream Three, and I hated Scream Three this time around, where I didn't before. But um, I think because we lose we lose Kevin Williamson in Scream Three, but mm. we keep Wes as the director. When Kevin comes back for Scream Four, yeah, uh, and writes it, and I think you can instantly tell because he does. This does feel a lot more like the first Scream film in the sense of we've gone back to having. A group of friends, movie rules, movie rules, mm. and getting more, getting more knowledge of these people, yeah, and seeing their friendship and how they interact with each other, like, uh, and we've even got like the 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 dodgy boyfriend, yes, yes, and um, Kirby is my standout in this film. I said this before. Um, as a character, I would have loved to have seen more of her. I think she's strong. I think she's independent. She doesn't need no man. Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. But when she goes for a man, she goes for him, right? She knows she knows the horror films. She's smart, and it was a shame that she cocked it. Well, she's another one where we see her get stabbed, but we never actually see that. I she doubt. Died. The, I doubt there'd be any reason why she'd come back and for TV series when it gets uh, rebooted. Yeah. She'll be a copper. Um, 
it, I think Scream, Scream 4 is kind of starting the basis for what the latest Scream did in terms of introducing new people to it because mm. it wasn't just solely focused on Sidney and Gail and Dewey were all these other characters. Oh, I remember why. I remember why. I, just looking through the cast, I remember why. I else I hate. I hated Scream for at the time. It's the start. It's the opening scene. It's the double. Uh, yeah. It's the double. Triple. Triple bluff or double bluff, really? Well, double bluff, yeah. That yeah, it's. It feels like they're trying to. It's something that scary movie would do, but better again. Mm. Again, they did honestly. You watch it and you go the first time, you go, okay, all right, they're watching the film. And they go, oh, no, actually, no, it's the film. They're watching the film within the film, and now we're on the film. It's like, no, no, no. And also, it gets quite confusing when they try to explain it. When she tries to explain in the real world, she's like, but if Stab 5 is the opening of Stab 4, then what's Stab 4? Yeah. Like, I, like it's really confusing. Like, what's Stab 5? But, um, I also think they did that. They went back to um, having like a really big name, yeah, star get killed, even mm. though they don't really get killed because it's a film. But like Claire Danes and um, Kristen Bell, Claire Danes, yeah, Anna Paquin, Anna Paquin, oh, Anna Paquin, sorry, Anna Paquin. She looks like Claire Danes. Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell mm. um, being them first two, especially Kristen Bell yeah. stabbing her. Like yeah. it, that's very out of character for it her. Is, yeah. um, so I think that's quite. It's kind of cool, but like you say, it's like, oh, God, all right. I don't need to see it, like, twice. You've got Adam Brody in this as well, but not for long. Here's Adam Brody in it. Adam Brody. Playing. The cop. What cop? The cop. The cops that get Oh, yeah, sorry, from... um, From... OC? The OC, the OC. Oh, I don't know. He plays Seth, Seth in the OC. And, yeah, that's the last one. Yeah, sorry, yes, he is is one of the cop... He is one of the coppers who... Meet Susan for the mic. Be fair, he's actually got a couple of decent scenes in it for a. Uh... Oh, and we've also got still Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and Ned Campbell because yeah. these motherfuckers Don't are indestructible. <laughs> Dewey, especially. Dewey's, Do it. How many times has he been stabbed at this point? 20? Well, we've heard that from three, five, um, nine times. Nine times. <laughs> nine times. I'm well, sure it's more than that. Of, This is the one. This is, I, like, and I think this might have delved into my disappointment when I walked out because I'm like this is Scream 4 this is 10 years after the last one or yeah. however many years after the last one they're gonna kill one of the three leads yeah. in this film unfortunately it looks like they do that's the thing it looks like they do because we think for a hot second that, that Sydney's died oh do I? yeah because Jill leaves her for dead yeah. on the floor it's At only the end, when she gets to the hospital that she finds out the Sydney's oh, okay. I think that's why we know she's not died because the film carried on. Mm. Like, if it had ended, that would have been fine, but it carried on, so you're like, well, she's not dead, then is she? Yeah, I guess. Um, I do, and I, I do think <laughs> Emma Roberts, I think she's a good actress, but she kind of annoys me a little bit. Yeah, she annoys me. Um, especially when she reveals why she's. The killer, which is oh, it's so brattish. It's such a that's thing though. Is she supposed to be kind of whiny and bratty and? I mean, yeah, has she just played it? Has she just nailed the performance in it though? I mean, I'm not. I didn't. See, she was in the Scream TV show as well, wasn't she? No. 
She was in Screen Queen. Yeah. Screen Queen. That's nothing about Oh, screen. okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, if, if that's what she was going for, then yeah, absolutely. She nailed it. It. Does, it doesn't make sense because, like, the friends she's got, they've been friends for years. She's grown up having this kind of semi-normal life, I'm guessing. Sydney's not even in town. And she even says, like, I'm, I'm barely even nowhere. I'm barely, I'm, like, never really met her. Yeah, but I think it's the attention that still surrounds her. But she could still get the attention. I mean, like, she's Sydney Prescott's cousin, man, who lives in Woodsboro. Yeah. All she has to do is go, oh, my God, my drama, I'm going on Mora. At this point, I'm going to say, why the fuck haven't a lot of them just moved away from Woodsboro? Why? It's like it's like EastEnders. Every Christmas, you know something bad is going to happen in EastEnders. Well, so go on holiday yeah. for Christmas. And also, how many fucking killers does this small Woodsboro breed? I know, right? You just would not move there, would you? No. You would not move there. You just, I'd be like, no. been too many fucking killings around this area. Oh. But no, I think I do think in this one, the cast, are, I think they've elevated the cast mm. a bit more. Um, I think each one that we go on, like, and the more popular it becomes, the cast, yeah. like, get a little bit... I'm going to say credible, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, if you think, like, obviously Scream, primarily the TV stars, except for Drew. Scream 2, even then, they're not, like... Still Jerry O'Connell. They're, like, more TV famous. I mean, these have been known more, more for sliders, sliders at that point yeah. than anything. Sarah Michelle Geller would have been Buffy. Buffy. She yeah. just done I Know What You Did as yeah. well. But, yeah. You know, the more TV. Screen 3, I don't even know. Of, but Parker Pose was, like, she probably, like, is the biggest star in that film. Maybe that's why they got Jane Silent Robin. To ruin it for everyone. <laughs> But this one, like, you've got Kieran Culkin, Hayden Panettiere, Emma Roberts, and yes, even though, like, they are... Oh, Alison Brie as well. Alison Brie, yeah. who is really good in this yeah. film. Alison Brie is a lot better uh, of an actress than I think she is after Glow. She's, she irritates me. I love her. No, she's Glow. good, but she, she irritates me. Nah, she's brilliant. Whereas, Horse Skill, she's brilliant in the... Is it The Rental? Yes. Oh, she's so good. I love her. I, I love Alison Brie. Woman. A promising woman. She's amazing in that. Yeah, but no, but yeah, yeah it's Mary a... Shelton as well. We have Mary Shelton. Oh, Mary Shelton. Yeah, the introduction of Mary Shelton. Yep. She didn't last long. She they lasted did... all the way through the, the film. There. Ford does a lot. Ford does a lot of suspect introducing in rapid fire as well, which I have a little bit of an issue with because they they feel the need to go because they are. It could be anyone, so they feel the need to set up motives very quickly for it. It's like, oh, is it the is it the is it the uh, promoter or sorry manager for Sydney who's got that squad? Oh, maybe it's the maybe it's the Jeff Jeffy who's actually in love with Dewey and just want, hates everyone. I oh, maybe it's Gail now. Maybe it's Gail wanting another shot at the big time. I never do. They do. Watch when you watch the next time. Watch within a space of about ten minutes. They rapid fire. Motives for about five people. The only person I felt like they were forcing as the potential was the boyfriend. No, on the um, like even like I think he rocks up, didn't he? Like after one of the killings, like just like Billy does in first one when Sydney first gets attacked and he runs to Don and he gets arrested. Yeah, uh, like he does the same again, harping mm -hmm. back to yeah. the first. When you watch, I say I I follow up. I say when you watch next time. Have a look, they rapid fire get suspects like suspect lined up for it. They may as well just cut. To each one walking in a door or something just looking sin looking sinister. Harping back to this one as well to the first, uh, you have Kieran Culkin tied up outside like yeah, um, like, Steve. like Steve was in the first one. Only this time 
she saves him, gets it right, and it turns out that he is one of the killers. Aye. And he fucking stabs her there and then. Do you know what? Like, when I first saw it, I was like, well, I think I kind of saw that coming with who it was going to be. But I do still like the way it's played, and I do like what Kieran Culkin does with it, to be yeah. honest. I mean, there's a, there's, I mean, there's a lot of themes. The themes they run through this with the neat, the Insta famous and the whole blo- the whole vlogging. Mm. Online, twenty four seven, no, no cuts. It's really the the modernization. I say, I just considering how much I disliked the first time. It's so amazing how much I actually like Scream from yeah. Alabama. The modernization of what they've done around the slash the slash and how society would be around it today. I think is really really impressive. It's but. It's a fine film. I don't think it's the strongest in the franchise, but it, for me personally, uh, considering after like the rewatch of like three, for me it feels like oh we've gone back to like Scream roots where like you said Scream three does something different. It's a little bit too different for me. Um, I can't get on board with it as much. Whereas yeah, I feel like oh we've brought it back to us, but we've brought it back to like what what I expect yeah. from a scream film. Yeah. Right, are we are we are we ready to plunge into the new one? Anything anyone wants to say on the first four now forever hold your peace? No. No. Okay, so no one has anything else to say on the first four screen movies. Superb. Right, let us dive in the scream. Five or scream or scream five them. One very last warning. This section of the podcast, if we haven't spoiled the film already, will contain heavy duty spoilers. So I'm going to give you five seconds. We've given them enough time. And that is it. That's all the time you get to turn off the podcast. So before we go any further, snap initial opinions on scream. Fine. I know it's just called Scream, but for the purposes of not getting confused over Scream, I'm going to call it Scream 5 throughout. It's okay. You know what? My opinion is that it's a perfectly functional... No, it's not just functional. It's a perfectly good film in the Scream franchise. It was not worth the insane weight and hype that has built up around it. No, I, I would agree with you there, Mercer. I think for me, it's probably my favourite from the franchise. <laughs> um, or, I could be honest, is that it was fine, mm-hmm. uh, but that is it. It was just fine. Um, I I walked out of the cinema disappointed. Was that because you didn't have enough pizza in VIP? <laughs> I don't eat carbs. Um, I did eat carbs today. Um, and I'm glad I did because it gave me something to like embrace from today's. <laughs> it was. It wasn't bad. It was not bad. It was not a bad film. I will say that. And I liked some of the characters. And I, I listen to me. Let me finish. I like the motive of it all. I like the reasoning behind why they're doing what they're doing. I think it's very, as the kids would say, on point. On uh, for, for a moment, for a moment there, I forgot why they did it, and that sums up the, that sums up the film. That's yeah, and that's the sign that it's not great. However, um, I have fallen victim to my own hype train. 
I have been wanting for many a year, and as we've discussed before, and when this got when it got released that this was going to be happening, I wanted stew. I expected stew, and because I am a spoiled brat, and I got it with saw with Doctor Gordon, I thought I was going to get stew. But that is exactly what this film is pointing out. That is exactly what this film is doing. Is saying as a fandom, we don't get everything we want and that is not that is our fault that's our problem yes you are one of those fans who expect bizarre and unfair demands on the filmmakers some of us called the plot and the plot absolutely right and completely got it on point for what this film was going to be has it, has, has it made you any better Chris yes yes it do, does. Do, do you feel any more satisfied <laughs> for knowing you were right yes or yes, I do. would you have liked Matthew Lillard back I would have always you know I'd have loved Matthew Lillard to be in it but alas I had to just settle for being right I guess it's fine I'll take that Anyway, I think it's also key to point out that, again, in this film, Nev Campbell, David Arquette and Michael Jackson are all back. Oi, come on now. Tony Cox in this film looks like Michael Jackson at the very end of his life. There is a, sec- uh, there is a section in the film where all the cast have to be sat down and pointed to a picture of her to point out that's what she looks like now. I'm so gonna, if she comes and chat to you, I'm, she is. I'm, sta- I'm standing up for Courtney here. Leave her alone. It's her choice what she wants to do with her money. Leave her alone. It's fine. Do what you want. It, you know, your body, your choice. I just think there were moments in it where she smiled and I thought it was like Predator Michael Jackson crawling out of the screen to us as young, innocent me. You have to um, remember this is 25 years later. 25 years is a long time. If she's going to have work, she's not going to look the same. No, and to be fair, we can't we can't comment on the looks of anyone, so... No. But we don't look like Michael Jackson. We, we just shouldn't be bashing people. I'm looks. not bashing her looks. I'm saying... There, she looks like Michael Jackson. You're the one who's made that into a look. We're just saying, I just said she looked like Michael Jackson. We're just saying, if I said she looked like uh, Marilyn Monroe, would you say we're bashing her look? Number one, inside voice. Number two, we all know what you're insinuating. Hello, please. <laughs> um, we're just saying her mum would have struggled to pick her out of the lineup. Yeah. That aside. That oh my aside. god. Can you imagine if like Michael Jackson were still alive and Macaulay Culkin then came forward and said oh, I got fingered by him and then like him and they they did put him and Courtney in a lineup together and Macaulay fingered wrong one. <laughs> That'd be funny, wouldn't it? You need to define your finger in terms of this conversation because that meant two very different things. You're literally doing any, anything to avoid carrying on talking about the <laughs> Anyway, so they're back. Um I mean well, Celebrate, like, Dewey's, like, back, like, he's, like, an he's integral part man. of the film. Yeah, Ga- broken man. yeah, Gail and Sydney have a screen time of about 20 minutes, Yeah, they, maybe. They're just extended cameos, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we get to meet a whole, well, I'm going to say we get to meet a whole new cast of characters. We get to meet one girl and her boyfriend and her sister and then learn about a group of friends <laughs> but don't really get to know who no. these groups so are. So, we, we as, as a... I'm going to rent as a basic plot it is what I'm assuming or what I hope is some sort of homage to Nightmare on Elm Street is that all these children are 
related to people who were in the first film, the the, the children of Elm. Is it Elm Road she lives on? Elm, it's not Elm, Elm Street. But she lives on Elm. She lives on Elm. That's yeah. the way it's just so, Elm. Yeah. So um, the last of the Elm children, let's say. I mean, they're probably going to go on to have kids. That doesn't make sense. But you know what I mean. So they all have some sort of ties. Like we've got Randy's niece and nephew. And we've got uh, the main player is Billy Loomis's daughter. Random. Very random. Uh, Which, I'm sorry, when they do, when they're doing the bit where they... We find out they're kind of family, right? And she's chatting to her when she's t- making the confession about me. But if you cannot see that coming from an absolute mile off, what she's about to say to her. Well, to be honest, I thought the mother was going to be the main point in this, and I was waiting for them to announce who the mom was. Mm. But we never got our, we never got to see who their mom was. And I was hoping that was going to be the point of it. Bill Lewis's mom. We know. No, oh, their, their mom. mom. The children's mum. Billy she's, Lewis's daughter's mum. She's in London and she can't possibly stop what she's doing in London to come back for a daughter who's just been stabbed seven times and is in hospital. I mean, can you imagine how dis, like disruptive that must be to that mother's lifestyle? Is a monkey with monkey control. <laughs> the same mother who married somebody. And oh, no, we're not appreciating <laughs> that Chris just, made, Chris just made a, and just like that reference, oh, I'm so proud. Yeah, anyway. It's, yeah. it's the follow-up to Sex and the City. It's the new yeah. show, Sex and the City. Yeah, and Chris just made a reference to it in that Kim Cattrall isn't in the new one. I can't believe I'm to explain this. Kim Cattrall isn't in the new one, and yeah. they explain it away that she's in London. I just had a falling out with Carrie, which would never happen. Anyway, so anyway. the plot. So we have, Tara, we have Tara at the start of the film, who was attacked by Ghostface. This brings her sister back to Woodsboro. We find out her sister is the daughter of Billy Loomis. And as you said, her, Tara's whole friend group all have various ties to relations to the original cast yes. and killers. And they One start getting... Stew, indeed. As, and they start getting offed, as you would expect from the Scream franchise. So that's our rough, yes. that's our rough plot. The deaths, the, the, um, the Ghostface killer in this one feels a lot more violent mm. uh, than in... In fact, the violence, although it's not like graphic, I wouldn't say it's that graphic, it feels, it feels a lot more intense. Like the stabbing scenes feel like they really want to fucking stab these people. Well, they... I mean, you say, Graf, I mean, the one, there's two shots. There's the one where Tara gets stabbed at the beginning and she gets stabbed through the hand. Oh, that's awesome. And then there's the one through the cheek. Oh, that's awesome yeah. as well. At the end. Oh, and through and, the neck. Yeah. And through the neck, yeah. I think, yeah. I think you could, obviously the team who did Ready or Not are, came to do this one. And I think you can, with obviously how over the top and how violent and just carnage Ready or Not is, yeah. I, you can see... Cl- their mark all over the violence. Fucking love Ready or Not. Violent, Ready or Not is amazing. It is. Scream 5, on the other hand, is not <laughs> amazing. It's just fine. Um, I think, for me, one of the biggest problems with it, like I said, is there's not enough build around, like, this friendship group. So the 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 fodder, basically, so the people that are there to be killed mm. are just there to be killed like, you know, like in old, like, horror movies where, like, they introduce one just to kill them. Um, and that's almost what this feels like. But then also, they don't... I think there's only, like, 
one of the two of the friends one of the friends two of the friends who die yeah the, the, there's a lot more of a, a lot survival, survival rate, rate in yeah this one. absolutely and i think that's because of the people doing it um i don't know whether we should reveal the killers or not we've told we've told them i spent we... a, i spent a good five minutes at the start of this podcast telling people over and over again that it's it contains okay, spoilers. Okay, so I think because we've... Mm, I won't reveal we've it already, yet. We've already revealed that she's Billy Lewis's daughter. Yeah, that's not key, the killer, though, is it's it? It's a key point, though. It's not the killer. Also, the way that we get initially warned that she's Billy Lewis's daughter, if I've got it right, is by Billy Lewis popping up as oh, a vision oh, in the back of a car. Weird, let's, weird. Let's talk, let's talk about this. Because the, the problem with having... It's like it's fine. So she's on she's on antipsychotics. So we go so we go right. So so the fact she's seeing Billy Lewis, we go, okay, if she's on psychotics or having hallucinations, that's absolutely fine. I'm i i I can buy into that even as odd as it seems. Having a forty or fifty year old Billy Lewis pop up Makes no sense whatsoever. I know you. I know you two said he's been de-aged. Yeah, it, it looks like he's he tried to be de-aged. Yeah. So, he like so they've, tra- they've tried to make him look like it. Just give me a second. <clears throat> don't get ahead of yourself. They tried to make him look like he is when he dies. So the curtains and where the blood yeah. is and where the t-shirt is and stuff. But the problem is, Ski Ulrich. Yeah, yeah, is like a fifty-year-old man or something now. So, to de-age him, it's going to be pretty obvious. And his teeth give it away for a start. I'm going to say that they, they tried de-aging him. Well, they tried to do it on paint. <laughs> it, it seemed weird to me it's... that that were done. And again, I, I think it's going to throw back to Scream 3, where Sydney is seeing her mum because it's traumatised. Like, yeah. Maybe this has traumatised the kid so much, so she's why prom- she's seeing... The problem just is he looks his, he looks his age. And that's fine, because... As we say, people get older, you look your age, have at it, whatever may, may be, may be. But then don't have her see him looking that age when he, he when he then, when he died before. Well, she sees visions of him where she ages him up just to make sure she's got him age appropriate. But this, this is what I'm saying in her mind. He's still the 17, 18 year old. Yeah, I know, he just looked. I know, yes, that's course. just bad. That's just that's bad. That's, that's great. That's what I'm saying. That's the, that's the problem. That's, you say you're saying this like it was a choice to do this. You surely see what they're going for. Yeah, but they can do. De- no, but I see that I see they did it the look that time. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. But, but they did it wrong. Yes, they did it wrong. That's 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 what I meant saying. It's like if you if you're gonna do it, either do it right in the aging and have the you have the software to do it and make him look as he is in Scream, which makes perfect sense, or don't do it. That's the two, that's I mean, the two options. I didn't think he looked terribly old, but I do think he looked weird. weird. Uh, it's like the teeth. Done something. It was the teeth. What I think is interesting is that she didn't actually find out, so the character didn't find out that Billy Loomis was her dad until she was 13. Um, so he would have been dead because he would have died before she was born. 13 years ago. 13 years before she was born. Yeah. And I don't understand even... With like, who would show a crime scene photos of like him in that white t-shirt 
again, and, 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 and I said this to you on the way back again, you, like true crime enthusiasts are sometimes pretty was, pretty messed up. The, the National Enquirer like to publish that sort of stuff all they did back in the day. So there will have been plenty of news outlets that will have shown these pictures. I will, yeah. I wouldn't believe she looked, she knew what he looked like back in the day when he died. I'm not willing to believe that she envisioned a really poorly yeah. aged or de-aged. Once again, <laughs> once again, she isn't. In her head, the intention of the film is that Billy looks 16, 17, 18, whatever you want. But they did it so poorly. Yeah, I know. But, that's... Nothing, but you're making out like she's envisioning no, a 40-year-old man. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't... That's what I'm saying. Because they did it poorly, it doesn't work because it makes it look like she's envisioning right. a 40-year-old guy. Then you need to rephrase it so it's not like no, you're saying no, she's I'm... envisioning a 40-year-old man. Everyone under... I think everyone will have understood the point I was did making. You? Apart from Mercer? You really did you, Mercer? Did you? Did you? Anyway, she comes back to town because her sister gets attacked and it's all a ploy to get um, this, this Billy Loomis's daughter back to town for some reason, which we find out later on in the film. Uh. And then, does anyone die? I can't even remember who dies. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, we have the not Stewie. I keep calling him Stewie. Stop I think he's getting mad at me <laughs> for it because she don't like it. So Stewie, Stew, uh, just Stew. <laughs> Stewie's mum as a as a as a son who gets killed. So like, that'd be Stew's brother. <laughs> Stewie's mum's sister <laughs> as a son who gets killed. This street punk. We can tell he's trouble because he spits. <laughs> and, he's, and he pisses against walls. And he's got, got long hair. He's got long hair. Yeah, he's got greasy hair and driving the trans out. I've, I've seen that gentleman somewhere yes, before. Yes, you have. But anyway, yeah, so he he dies early on. And then we don't... I'm trying to think where we do have the next death. I don't think we have deaths. Is it not too Oh, too... sorry, just to interrupt quickly. It was in the cleansing hour. And yeah. if you haven't ah. seen the cleansing hour, it's a really good film. And I'm yes. not going to make it. Yeah, please. Um, and the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, I think. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Oh, well. Welcome to an episode of Here's What People Have Been In. I'm um, it. I can't remember whether anybody, what the next death is, or can I? Is it not till Jude? Is it not? It can't. Oh, it's the cop pop. It is, it's Jude. It's the cop yeah. Right. Which is actually Be- quite a good scene. Before, I'm gonna, I'm gonna this. Just before we get to that, because with some of the obviously there's themes running through the new the new film, and we know these this because they sit everyone down like you're in the cinema. They sit everyone down in a big group, and someone explains all the themes that are like, running through the film. I like the explanation of it. They call it a requel, and it's basically where it's not. It's like a brunch. It's like a brunch horror. It's not a sequel. It's not a prequel. It's redoing it, but still including the main original cast. So, like... It's paying tribute to what's come before while yeah. changing change. That's fine. And I could get that without needing to be sat down. Some people and won't, though. That's. But then again, are they insulting the audience? Are they insulting the intelligence of their audience and saying, look... You're not going to understand what we You're not going to understand this. So we're going to sit, sit you down and we're going to have someone just explain it to you. Do you believe that Randy's insulting everyone by explaining the rules of a horror film? 
But he doesn't go into this. He doesn't go into this kind he goes of depth. To the same kind of detail that he she does. No, I think she gives an explanation and then she re-explains. I the like explanation. it. I like the explanation. Uh, so she clarifies. I don't feel insulted by it. I don't feel insulted, but I get what Chris is saying. I I actually feel like you've told me now. I know what you're saying. I don't need to hear it again. Um, I think, and I, I said this under my own. I'll say this again. The biggest mistake that this film made was. Uh, not casting. I forgot her name. I'm going to have to look it up. You can't cast her and Jack Quaid in the same film again. Yes, you can. Why not? They casted Courtney Cox and Jennifer... No. What's her name? We'll play Sydney Prescott. Nev Campbell in the same film again. Um, yes, Alexandra Shipp. The brilliant Alexandra Shipp. The brilliant Alexandra Shipp should have been in this movie I should have played the character of Minda because she would have slayed it and I would have been so much more on board with whatever explanation she gave because her giving that repeated explanation would have been fine. Hey, you see what you're doing there, though? You're trying to change a film that's already been made. It's almost like toxic fandom. Hang on, we better, get, some... like what this film is we better get someone to come in and spend 15 minutes explaining it to him. But this is the point of it, and I think this is the point. This is the bit where it's clever. This is the bit that I like, where it is actually, you know, no matter, well, no matter I what. I think you've taken something different away from it. Because you're saying it's about toxic fandom. Yeah. They're saying that the people who make the movies should actually make the movies for the fans. Yeah, yeah. which is toxic. You should. But that's it, what they want. No, hang on. But that's yeah, what which, they want which, to happen. What are you both saying? Are you saying they should make it for the fans? The fans where you're yeah. saying. They shouldn't because toxic fandom is... What I'm, what I'm saying is, like like has been commented on the Inside Number 9 episode, Simon says, if somebody has written something and somebody has filmed something, that's for them to do. You can't expect for a fan base to come in. And I, I know I wanted stew. I understand that, but I didn't get stew. But I'm not going to start writing to fucking producers and tweeting, shit and tweeting yeah. going, you should be doing this. These actually do their entire series of murders because they're not happy with the fact that yeah. Stab 8 does not appeal to them and the fandom behind the Stab series. Which is toxic. But that's why they do that. I know. What is your that's point? Not toxic. What do you mean? Killing what? people because you're not happy with how the film direction is gone is toxic. I fucking wish I could kill Faye sometimes when I'm not <laughs> happy with her talking ever. I'm on the joke. Please there. explain to me what you're No, I thought you were saying that they were trying. I, I, right, I might have got confused. I thought you were saying that the reason they were doing this is because they were trying to say, as fans, we shouldn't be allowed no. to do this. That's what I no. thought you were saying. No. That's no. what I thought you were saying. That wasn't what I was saying. Yeah, what but, I, what I, I, also, just before you finish, I'm not a massive fan of this movie, so I am allowed to rewrite it in my mind. That's not toxic. The, I think the part, I think the reason I like it so much is that because you see so much of it online today. So it's some not not that I'm happy with that happening. Of course I'm not. It's a horrible thing to have happening. I, I mean, like I I don't know the name of the lady, but the girl from Star Wars was Ridley. I want to say Ridley. I want to say Ridley something or other. I've completely forgotten what her name is, and that's really, really bad on my on my part to jump in and forget what her name is. Well, she she was driven off of social media because people were not happy that she was in the film, and they gave her so much grief for it that she had to leave. And that is a horrible thing to do. 
You should not be doing that. That's a person at any That's day. completely different, though. It's having not. It's not. No, wait. I was still talking. It's completely different to having an opinion of a film treating someone like a piece of crap. It is. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm, like you've said, look what you're doing. It's toxic. Mm-hmm. Fandom wanting to change a film. It's just an opinion. I'm not going to go oh, and contact fine, Linda. The girl who played Minnie and go, you shouldn't have been in this film. And that's, that's the You're point. You're useless. That's the point. We would not decide to go and kill somebody purely because we're not happy with the direction a franchise is going in. That's what they do. I mean, that's not right. <laughs> Daisy, Daisy Ridley, by the way. Is Daisy it? Ridley. I, mean, I, I almost went out and killed people after watching Scream 3 again. Shall we get back to... We'll move away from this contentious subject and get back to the more light-hearted killing people. Yeah, so Sheriff Judy at this point, not Deputy Judy, Sheriff Judy. Sheriff Judy. Meets her, and I know you were impressed with this one, Mercy. You like this kill. I like this kill. It's fast and it's brutal. It's, it's ready money round. And, and it fucks <laughs> but it fucks with her mind. The intention is to freak her out and scare her initially. So she, like, leaves her son at home while she goes to pick up Susha. Very, like, a metropolitan. Uh-huh. Um, and then she gets a call from Ghostface who's like, I'm going to kill your son and you're not going to get back in time. It almost makes out for a second like she could be involved as well because who the hell goes to pick up Susha because their son doesn't like it warm? My Squished. Or squish, sorry. My mum would. <laughs> she would. I don't like it that way, mother. Please, girl, pick it up. I don't care if you have to walk. Um, she would. Um, but yeah, so I love that. I love that like, he's on the phone and she's trying. Like, I, I think the use of technology is even better in this film because people, like, in the other one... Have cottoned on. Yeah. yeah. But, like, in, with the mobile phones and everything, like, even in, like, Scream 4, I think they use, like, the, the whole Obicon live stream and stuff. But they are they ever really like you know, use like they have cell phones, but they don't like use it like with this one, like find my friend, do this. Like in, in the first one she could have actually rang the police from her mobile as well. If she was on the landline, she could have actually just dialed nine one one and left it running. She she starts the dial, doesn't she, when and she's in the don't do it, yeah. like don't it's like you call the police, I'll kill her. Mm. But yeah, that is quite cool. They say that with the kind of iPhone with the door locks on the first bit, and they say with the find my phone yeah. Later on, when the tw- when the male even, twin gets attacked, yeah. even on the first scene where he asks her a question, she doesn't know how to answer. She Actually, I think it. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, for her. That's quite clever. Anyway, it was quite cool. I like, saw so oh, David oh, oh. Schwimmer and everything come up in that yeah, as well. Yeah, so, like, the cast list. That Luke was so good. Stuff, yeah. Um, oh god, I think we're making talking around ourselves. <laughs> almost like it. We'll get to why it's not that good. It, it pays so many tributes to Scream, yeah. this one. Like, the, the the opening scene alone is just Drew all over. She's cooking in the kitchen. She's, she's hanging around with the knives, pulling the knives out and stuff. It, it's very Scream. Yeah. And, I'm like, oh, how? Yeah. I, I didn't want to jump ahead. Sorry, I didn't want to jump ahead. But when we get to the end and we do find out that it is Stu's house that we are in, which shows on the posters, that's not really... Here we go. Spoiler alert. It, it 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 ends up in Stu's house like it does in the first at the end, and the kitchen looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Not fucking painted that out, painted that kitchen in twenty five years. No. Um, let's let's back to Deputy Judy's there. Yeah, yeah, Deputy Sheriff, Judy, bless Sheriff Judy, Sheriff Judy. Yeah. So yeah. she she gets offed, and then uh, thirteen reasons why kid is in shower. Uh, they do a reverse psycho by having a man in a man in the shower. Also. I know to 
Scream Freak with Jenny McCarthy and yes, stuff. Yes. When I said, I don't understand why my character has to be in the shower. Mm-hmm. When the phone goes. Yep. Yes. And also, thinking about in, uh, when, in the screen, in the stab movie, when she did get in the shower, when she strips off from Scream 4. You know, I don't even know you, and I just like you already. That one. Heather Graham. Yes, Heather yeah. Graham. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's a lot, there's, I like the fact they've got those little throwbacks to the other, the other screen. There, there, are, well. there are a lot of tributes to it, like I said, a lot of them. Um, I mean, yeah, so they, they do a fake out bit in this, which I really liked. I know you two maybe got a bit frustrated with it, but it was just a constant, is it behind the door? Is it behind the fridge? And I liked how much it pushed it. But they honest. did it a lot throughout they did. the film. Yeah, Not just yeah, in that scene, yeah. but they do that a lot throughout the film. Yeah. Uh, but when he gets killed, it looks awesome. Like the knife through the neck. Yeah, um, yeah. So kind of like at the side of his neck, cutting his It's, like, it's like when you were younger and you used to put the pins <laughs> through your skin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah they do a little bit close shots of flesh being penetrated. Yeah. I suppose we should talk about the most the most shocking moment oh, in the entire film. How Dewey how talks. how yeah, looking like Michael Jackson. It's like how do how Dewey manages just to leave and have a really great life. Yeah, who De- saw that coming? Dewey goes off to live on a farm and he's never heard <laughs> yeah. from again. A big farm you can run around on. <laughs> so every single scream after after two I think for me so the, like three or four I've been like please kill one of these motherfucking characters and you just need one of them to die because it just feels wrong be careful what you wish for I know right because in this episode of Scream oh. they do kill one of the characters but they pick the one character they pick the wrong one and you think <laughs> oh no I don't want them to die uh, full disclosure Dewey dies. I teared up. I very nearly cried when Dewey died. I was like, oh no, I, I, don't, I don't want this. I don't want to say it didn't really bother me, but so because obviously they have a scene where they go back to the hospital because Tara's in danger and Ghostface attacks them. They fight him off. They go to go in the lift and Dewey goes back to shoot Ghostface. There. And when when he goes and that do- lift door closes, you know. If you can see, well, no, you don't, do see, you? Because I, he survived well, so know, many yeah, times. You knew, you knew so, that something was going to happen. Yeah. I think. I think at that moment, if you if you believed that one of the cast was going to, one of the main cast were going to be off at that point, the, the shot of the lift doors closing on him, I yeah, think, I think like, signified enough that this is going like to, this the final curve. Yeah, like this is, is yeah. like this is going to be it. And to be honest, it's it's well done, but whether. It might speak more about the fact that I didn't care massively for the film that they killed me and go, oh, oh, oh shit. I like Dewey. I like Dewey. I like Dewey. I was, uh, I thought when Courtney Cox did her scene and she saw him dead and she does that breakdown, I thought that was very effective. Mm. I was a little frustrated because the reason he goes back is because, oh, we always need to shoot him in the head because he shoots this person four times. They still get up. They obviously had a bulletproof vest. I don't know where they got one from. Apparently, these are the things you can buy in Walmart now or something. Pretty much, anyways. Um, it frustrates me that four films in, five films in, Dewey knows to shoot him in the head, yet he still only did body shots. Well, you know what? We'll let him off of this because he dies. So let's he does let him die. Off. He does die. And this, for me, is where I feel like the film kind of fucked up. Not because they killed him, but because they killed him. As in, not 
It peaked. It peaked. I need some yeah. mana. Like, you can't kill Duet and then just pit her out. Now you've got to raise the stakes again. Well, I was I hoping we would. Did. I was hoping we would because, um, you know, I, I don't know if anybody else gets off after this. I don't think they do. We, we they end up doing the same thing and going, right, we need to leave town. So Billy Loomis kid ups and outs it with her little sister um, and then little kid. Ugh. Little kid's like, oh, it's my inhaler. So I was like, right, well, well, we'll go to this house then because we've got a spare there. So they go to Amber's house, a best mate, um, and they're having a party. And then this is where you find out it's Stu's house and everything is looking sort of familiar. Like you've got his, you've got uh, Randy's niece and nephew on the sofa recreating the scene that is recreated in Stab that actually happened to Randy. Yeah. So even, it could be a bit confusing. She's but it's even wearing... It's sick at the same time. She's it's, even wearing the same colours. Yeah, that that's your uncle. And she's watching Stab, which is them watching Halloween. I don't know whether they're watching Halloween and Stab, though. They are watching Halloween and Stab. And this is what I was saying about being a throwback to the first, where you've got these references... To scream in that the mirror and the same thing that happened in the first. Yeah, I think it does a it does a good job at throwing back to the first. Uh, even to the little things like him going down to the basement and saying, I'll be right back. Yep. And stuff like that. Um and because we ended up in Stu's house, I was so hopeful it was gonna be Stu. It was not meant to it's be. It's not though, it's the it's the boyfriend whose name. Jack Wade. Well, Jack Quaid. Played by, played by Jack, Jack Quaid. Who is Dennis Quaid's son, I believe. And then it's the other character who was so, so impactful. I didn't, when she was revealed, I didn't realise she was in it. You could tell from, I think you could tell from her character quite early on that she was going to be one of them. So she's the one over the very start. It's her phone that's um, texting the friend, ah, Amber, okay. and she's the one on the video. So at the very start when he's saying, if you don't answer these questions, right. I'll kill your friend, okay. it's Amber. So, but, you know, how far away is Woodsboro from California? I have no idea. Because he, he obviously had to be the person, so the boyfriend had to be the person, and then he had to get back in time. So he had to be the one who stabbed her sister. Oh yeah, good point. And then he had to get back in time for their show. I guess it can't. The next day, so it can only be like. A then again, he, she she must move far a distance away. She's trying to get she's trying to get away and move five miles five miles yeah. down the road. So I don't I don't really know. Yeah. I think it's so clear there is a her involved in the killings because when we go outside the hospital after Dewey has been killed and they're trying to convince the sister to actually stay in town, they say him and he and his about 50 times in a two-minute dialogue. Mm. They go, you won't believe it, he and his and him. It's all he and his and him and him and him and him and he. And you go, okay, so one of the, one of the characters is female, though, because you wouldn't, you have, you so, I'm not sure whether that, they were, whether they realised what they were doing and they are trying to make it just seem like him, but they put, so many in such a short space of time, you left to do nothing but go. Well, clearly, they've not referenced that it could be a woman at all, so clearly, at least one of the killers have been about. And we're back to two fucking killers again, 
Yep. Do you know, there was a point, there was a part of me that... I thought it was going to be free. There was a part of me that thought that it was going to be every single one of the friends, like a cult. So there, like, there were oh. a part where I thought, do you know what we thought was going to happen with Saw? Yeah. There were a part where, um, after, there was something anyway where one of the killers fell down or something. And I thought to myself, they, they, they're keeping this tension up. I think someone else is going to pop up. Mm. And we're going to be like, oh, fuck, there's two. And then we'd have another pop-up and have, like, this moment of, oh, my God, how many fucking killers are there? Yeah. And it'd be some, like, mad fan club. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. It's just some random girl who, honestly, I know she's called Amber, and I know she's best friends with um, the first girl, Tara. Um, well, she moved into the house and found out about its legacy. But and still, obsessed with recreating. Yeah. Found out during escrow. <laughs> this is this is my biggest problem with the film. Well, no, it is my biggest problem with this film is we've got this killer, and I really don't know much about her. Um, she felt like a bit part all the way through the film, just like every other character. The only ones we focus so much on Billy Loomis's daughter. I forgot her name, Sam. Mm. She called Sam. Mm-hmm. Yes, Sam. Yeah, we focus so much on her um, that everybody else, even, well, her, Dewey, and um, the boyfriend, I want to call him Riley, but he's not called Riley, that's Dewey's surname, Richard. Um, like, the focus is so much on them three at the, uh, to kind of start with that everyone else, like, even Sydney and Courtney, uh, Sydney and Gail, just feel like side characters. Yeah, well, I think that's the point of this one, the, isn't it? The to prob- pass the torch. Yeah, the problem is as well, Richie. There's they give no indication that he's he's going to suddenly turn to be this because when he's watching the stab film, he's watching like he's watching like, watching like he's just side watching them. Yeah, like he's never seen like he's never seen them before. Yeah, and it's not even like you know she woke up and found him watching them. In the hotel, in yeah. the hospital, and she's like, "What are you doing?" It's like, "Oh, watching stuff." Um, <coughs> but then there is a weird kind of relationship between him and Amber. Like when she keeps calling him Netflix boy and stuff, there is mm. a weird relationship between them. And you know, do we point it out right at the start when okay. he first meets him? Like it's up, like check the love interest out, and she's like, mm, "You're wrong, yeah." Yeah. Um, so I, I do, I, like I say, I do think that the the motive for this one is, for me, better than Scream Four, in terms of a reason to be killing all these people, because I think it, it just again it just hops back to the first one where if someone's crazy enough, <laughs> someone's out of their mind enough, they will just go around killing people. I think this the the reason for this one is very much of its time in the same way Scream Four Insta Famous is very much. Of its time as well. I don't think it's more. I don't think it's more or less believable or better than the. I, I think. I think as well with this one. I do feel like if we were to be characters in Scree Five, uh, Scree Five, then we would be the Sydneys and the Gale Weathers and the Deweys. We'd be the older ones, whereas the message is very much for the younger ones, and I think that's why. From from what I've seen, I mean, I, do you know what I can't even say? That? I've seen people like five star in this film. I've and, seen nothing. And that that's amazing. That they are. Yeah, yeah, which is great. I just think they're wrong. <laughs> no, of course they're not. I just think it is that we 
we are maybe from that time where we lived screen the first time round. Right and on. a lot of people going into the <laughs> franchise and now maybe, especially like, you know, people who are getting into horror, like young guns and stuff like that, this will be the first time for them that they get to experience it in a cinema. And I think that's maybe why there's so much love for it because they are coming at it from that angle. Would you say they don't appreciate screen? <laughs> I think, you know, do, you know, I, do you know what I think it is? I think that Scream 5 is a much more elevated horror than Scream. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't mean that, but they do, there's a lot of reference to. He's trying to comment on its time, horror. and I appreciate that. I, I honestly, I, I, don't, I don't agree with Babadook being better. No. <laughs> Fuck that. No. I Sorry, do, Chris. I do find it hysterical that you think that. Um, Someone not liking Scream 8 is a much better reason for killing the friends. Scream 8? Uh, uh, Stab 8 is a much better reason for killing the friends than someone being jealous. No, we're, we're, talking, about this in, we're talking about this in the context of Scream 5 or Scream yeah. 5. You say it's like, yeah, that, that you think this is a much more valid reason because, because for I, the Because killers. I believe, because I believe that there are people, and I think this is the point I was trying to get across earlier, and I think that the reason being is that there are people out there that will do stuff like this. There are people who kill for fame as well. Yeah, but it didn't sit right with me as much. This felt more legitimate. <laughs> it did to this, me! <laughs> this is much. This is a much more valid reason to be killing Not people. Not valid. <laughs> I, just, I think in terms of explaining something, this feels like... <laughs> Something you could get on board with other than she was my cousin and got all the attention. I just want to give a warning to the people out there who criticise Midsummer because uh, they obviously has proven that she will kill for a film because she thinks it's a very valid reason. I would not go out and kill someone for not liking Midsummer though. Mark Logan, watch yourself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think, I think this will... Uh, I'll get more out of it on a rewatch. Yeah. Because my expectations aren't up here on a rewatch, and that'll allow me to. Do you know, I think you've hit it there. You've hit it. We hyped it. We yeah. hyped it too much. It's Scream 5, super excited, just like we were for Scream 4. Went to the cinema, saw it, went, oh no. Rewatched it after giving it some time, though. Mm. Like, I, I watched Scream 4 again for the first time it, 10 years later. Yeah. Uh, and then went, oh, actually. Yeah, maybe so. In ten years' time, Although, I'm gonna look back on Screen Five and go, Do you know what? It weren't that bad when we're on like Screen Fifty Two. I will say though, it doesn't always work because I've watched it follows four times now, and I still don't like it follows. Sorry, no. I'm sorry, Dan Papamatic. It's it's. it's I'm just show. I'm spitting facts. That's all I'm spitting is that <laughs> I tried to give it. I tried to give it a chance. I gave it four chances and it still wasn't for me and I think that's fair. I think the fact is that Faye doesn't like it and I don't think anyone else here does. No. But that is just an opinion. Uh, but it's a fact that we don't like it. Mm. Just like it's a fact, in my opinion, <laughs> that Screen 5 is... It's okay. It's okay. Okay, so... Serviceable. I think... We've waffled we've waff on. We've waffled on for quite a while. So waffled? Thank you, everyone, for bearing with us. So, as this is a prime episode, we have graded Scream 5 of them, or Scream, <laughs> Scream 2022, what you want to call it. Mercer, would you like to tell us what grade Scream has got? I would love to tell you what grade Scream, Scram, Scroom, Scram has got, or whatever, however it's called. Um, I will say, because I like to be a bit of a dick, 
I'm not 100% on board with this grade. But it's, it's you know, it's a, a democracy. It's a it's not a democracy. Yeah, it's a democracy. It's a fair system. We all give us, us scores, our grades, and Scream comes out with a C. I think that's fair. I think that's I think that's very yeah. very fair. I think it deserves less. Well, maybe you'll rewatch it in ten years and change your mind. Yeah, I look forward to my twenty thirty two watch. We're <laughs> doing best best festive horror part fifty seven. <laughs> Although to be fair, it's not the for me. It's not the worst in the franchise. So, would you like to give your just as we, as a closing thoughts? Would you like to give your final? order of films as they stand in Scream at this moment. Yes. Scream. Scream 2. Scream 4. Scream 5. Scream 3. Oh. oh she's she's running. She's running with this. Scream. Scream 2. Scream 3. Scream 4. Scream 5. Right. It goes Scream. Scream 3. Scream 4. Scream 5. Scream 2. Can't believe Scream Two is at your lowest. That is mental. Didn't you pick Scream Two for your best no, sequel? No, I did not. I did. Oh, it'd be really weird. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but no, no, I did not. But yeah, that's my order. What if people? When people watch the film, let us know your. Let us know your. Let us know firstly what you thought of Scream, the new one. Unless, maybe maybe actually on email this time though, so it doesn't spoil it for anybody else on social media, because there were some spoilers, um, given as no context spoilers that I saw, which um still led to me having suspicions. My okay. first no context spoiler was the boyfriend did it. No context yeah. screen five. Well let let's let us know what you think thought of it. I say please go spoiler free. If come come back to us with one word over your initial reaction after watching Scream 5 and let us know what you thought. And give us your order as well for the Scream films in preference. You can do that on both Twitter and Instagram at SpitGrades, where I'm spitting your grades on Facebook. As Faith says, if you do particularly want to email us an essay over why your Scream films are ranked in the preference that they are, you can always reach us on email at electricpossums at gmail.com. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and please, if you've enjoyed the pod, mention it to someone else and see if they still like you after Tell they listen to it. Tell, Tell a friend. But that is all from us for this episode. We will be back. Finally. Finally, I know. It feels like days has passed. Wait till you watch Scream. It'll be exactly the <laughs> So, just says to say, thank you, Mercer. Say bye, Mercer. Bye. And say bye, Faye. Bye, Faye. And it's goodbye from me. Bye, everyone.